Hi, I'm Anas. And I'm Grace. We love the Wheel of Time fandom, and we love talking about why it's so special. Our mission is to give back to the fandom through projects that amplify the fun and camaraderie. I thought it was we make people cry. Mm, yeah, but in a good way. This, This is The Light's Work. Hello and welcome back to The Light's Work. This is Anas and as always I have my very creepy friend Grace with me. <laughs> Grace, what's up? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I don't know if I'm creepy, but I think we're going to talk a little bit about some creepiness tonight because we have a very special guest. We do, we do. This is like, you know, you know when we first made our guest list, it's like how do we look at people that are, you know, so integral to the fandom? And it's like we need to get to a certain point in our in our podcast and then we then we you know reach out to our wonderful guest tonight. So to everyone uh, who knows about the Wheel of Time fandom online, we have Geeky Airy with us. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. Um so yeah, I was like, wait, we we usually come up with a certain adjective to um you know describe our friendship. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, th there there is no better <laughs> better word for tonight, I think, other than than seeing that. So, thank you, thank you for joining us and um it's it's great to have you. It's great to be here. Thank you. So, one of the first things we ask people, uh, you know, we've we've seen your fandom online, you know, the things you share with us, your YouTube channel, um through what series all of that. But we we love to ask people about their origin story with regards to the Wheel of Time books. So how did how did you um first start reading The Eye of the World? How did that um how was your journey reading the books? So I first was recommended uh the Wheel of Time series in college. I was online talking to somebody about the series that I was reading and they're like that series is crap. You should read The Wheel of Time. Um so I didn't appreciate them, you know, not liking the series I was reading, but I did try out The Wheel of Time and I ended up getting hooked. Um so when I I want to say 2000, I can't remember. So when I first started reading it, not all the books were out yet, but I did have a good chunk where I could just read them back to back to back to back to back. Um and then I would I caught up and I would hang out and lurk on online and you know poke around in theories and see things and but I didn't really get involved in the fandom until the show came out so was um you know as the books were coming out did you have i mean obviously online but did you have other people around you in college or otherwise that you would discuss with or be like hey I'm reading this awesome book not really like I know some of my friends like the books as well but our conversations have never really gotten past like oh you read those books i read those books too i love them yeah me too don't you dislike this character <laughs> and then we don't yeah. really go into depth um you know it's hard when you're not at the same place in consuming media as somebody it's hard for a conversation to just kind of go at the right speed sometimes yeah i feel like we've found It's so much easier now that we've met 
all of these people in the fandom to be able to talk about it in a way that we haven't really before. I was really curious what you were reading that your friend said was crap. Was it another fantasy series or was it like, yeah, so you know? <laughs> it was, a, it was a Zonth series um, by Piers Anthony. Oh yeah. 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 Which is, <laughs> is like, it's like light reading. Um, yeah. And you know, they're fun. I can understand why they wouldn't necessarily be people's taste. And even, I mean, now, however many years later, I don't necessarily think they might be my taste anymore, but yeah, read what you want to read. Totally. Yeah. Right. Don't judge other people's books. <laughs> I mean, I think we talked about, I'm trying to think when we talked, if we talked about it here, but we talked about rereading books that uh, you've read you know, earlier in your life and how they stand up now uh, compared mm-hmm. to when you were younger. And mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about Wheel of Time because that's one of the one of the many redeeming qualities of this book is that you can reread and mm-hmm. uh, experience it in different ways. So, you know, the books came to an end. You were reading them 2013. Mm-hmm. The show stuff doesn't start happening until at least five, six years later. Uh, mm-hmm. Were you still like, where you're like, hey, Wheel of Time, that's cool. I always want think, you know, this is going to be something that's going to be important to me uh, years later. Or how did that kind of thing happen where you're like, oh, the show's coming out. I should be interested in this. Or like what what, what happened where you became an online fan? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, my love for the books after the series was over was just it kind of went to sleep you know yeah. everything was wrapped up nicely there were no new books coming out so I didn't have that okay new book I gotta reread everything um urge but then when I did see that the series uh, was picked up for an adaptation I I jumped online and just to see what everything was at where everything was and it yeah just slowly from doing that I just became a habit and then news would come out and I would follow more people on on Twitter and just slowly, little by little, the addiction came from there. (laughs) Yeah, it really is an addiction. Um, And I know that your particular addiction has to do with finding things out about the show and following people on social media and learning more. Um, And through that, you became connected with what series, Uh, Sarah, Mm -hmm. Omar, and is it Lane? Lane is the fourth person. Yeah. They had similar interests as you and they were doing their own Mm -hmm. sleuthing. So how did you end up getting connected with them and becoming part of what series? So I believe Omar, I don't know who reached out to whom first, but we started um, just kind of messaging each other about like, hey, did you know about this? Or did you know about this? Or did you notice this? And then I had also noticed that Lane was really good at picking up stuff and taking up stuff and I, we got connected. I, I don't even really remember now, but it was just kind of like this person was talking to this person and then this person was talking to this person and we were all kind of feeling each other out. And then eventually we, you know, we all started working together in, the, in a group uh, chat and then that was going well. And then Omar scared us because he's like, this has been going really great, guys. We're like, oh, no, are you telling us you're going to like stop? But then it was like, OK, let's let's do this to the next level. And, you know, why don't we all be part of what series together? <laughs> that sounds like a fake out from a like romantic comedy movie where like the person gets really serious and you think they're going to mm-hmm. break up. But then they like get on one knee and they propose. So it's like Omar, like proposed to you all <laughs> <laughs> yes he faked us out there's no way you, great people like you 
could come together in a, you know, in a way that was deliberate. It had to happen in the way it did. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that what series exists in the way it does is just amazing. Like it's it's a phenomenon that I, I don't know hap- maybe happens in other fandoms, but is uh, something that's really special to the Wheel of Time fans. At least I'm sure it's uh, special to people who found the Wheel of Time show and now are like, oh, let's find out about this TV series and, you know, what series to to follow. So thank you for all that uh, and the the fact that you guys are... uh, And and I've heard Omar talk about, you know, the fact that how did, like, how did this happen, you know, in a way that people can bring so many awesome things together to make this uh, great thing. So, yeah, what series is is amazing and uh, thank you for being a part of it. Oh, no, thank you. And we, it's just, it's, I guess the only word I can think of is Tavirin, except I'm not Tavirin, but, you know, just that all the, the threads coming together. Um, and we're happy. I mean, I don't mean to speak for other people, but I'm happy that something that I enjoy doing with people that I consider friends now who, um, you know, I respect and I care for, you know, just the fact that things that we just like to do we can also make other people happy so it's just this nice big cycle of happiness yeah, yeah. so in your profile and stuff online you've all, you've mentioned your bronaja your chibi has like books so you know the saluting part the detective part and the fact that you know you're what series but i mean you have to tell us where did the not a creeper hashtag come from how, how did how did that start so it was mainly a tongue-in-cheek way for to put a hashtag so that I could go back and find <laughs> all of the things that I had reposted on Twitter. Um, clever. That's clever. <laughs> so, but maybe also a, a way of just like begging the actors to know like, yes, I'm kind of technically stalking you on social media, but it's, it's not in a... a a mean way please it's just out of love for the show and respect for what you guys do it's like a personal calling card you know that you leave or a personal bookmark um <laughs> that you know <laughs> that that you were there but so so you say you're not a creeper right mm-hmm. but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just uh, share some things you've shared with us my oh, personal no. favorite no my personal favorite is is you know i always this is like the thing that comes in my head it's like you know i should like send a random like um picture of carpet from an airport to to geekyary and be like where in the world is this because um I'm trying to think when this was like in the last within the last year, I think it was Jennifer Chen Garcia who mm-hmm. posted a picture on Instagram. Yeah, it was an that, Instagram story. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and people were like, where is she? Where is she flying to? And, and you're like, yeah, that's the Vancouver airport. Like, like that's I, I recognize that that the carpet. <laughs> so um, yeah, how many airport carpets do you, do you know? You know, it, that one in particular, just off the top of my head, is the only one that I would have been able to know because she had done that previously. So I had done that search previously. But I am not the only one who can recognize things like that. Somebody else reached out to me and said, like, hey, Kira Company is in London. I recognize the pattern on the seats on the train. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not the only one with uh, that particular good. talent. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you do. Um, in that, in your um, tweet there, you're like, I recognize that Vancouver air, uh, airport carpet. But then someone's like, how on earth did you recognize that? You're like, I remember it from last season. So I think it's because you've, you know, you've, you have your way of, I guess, tracking that you, you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the one I saw where I was like, even though I realized that, yeah, I mean, you can recognize, you know, anyone can recognize patterns, but like in my head, you know, and please don't feel uh, like you need to dissuade this, but I think, you know, every airport carpet pattern. In, in <laughs> that's your head cannon. Airports. Yeah, yeah, that's my head cannon. Um, that, you know. That's my talents, capital T. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yep, exactly. <laughs> I mean, clearly you have very good visual memory. Like that must be a skill that you have. And I feel like you need that for what you do in the fandom and in Watt series because you keep track of a lot of social media posts. You know, that's one piece of it. But the way that you put them together across space and time and you figure out who was in a certain place when and when they could have been filming based on that. I think that takes like something extra um, more than just, you know, gathering knowledge. It's how you put it together, um, which is, is really cool. And I definitely feel like your work was sort of reflected in season three with when we actually got the brown Ajit, or sorry, not season three, season two, when we got the brown Ajit. You've seen Ajit. season three? Yeah, sorry, guys. I got a screener. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, Amazon. Um, we actually got to see the brown Ajit detective club on screen. Oh, so I love that. That was wonderful. Yeah. What was your reaction to that when, when that came up? I th- I think it was just... It was one of those, oh my gosh, this is like from the book moments where we just, we love to see, you know, just a a moment of a certain Aja being that Aja. And I think, you know, for me, I I love the brown Aja, but also I think a lot of us as fans also, there's a high percentage of us that um, either consider ourselves members of the brown Aja or, you know, have certain brown inclinations that you know, to see ourselves in a way as a fandom represented on screen by, you know, the three brown sisters kind of doing their thing. It, it was it was really wonderful, I think. Yeah, I especially thought of you when, when that happened because, you know, I think of you as brown Aja detective, you know, in all of your videos, that's how you start things off. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually happening on the show. Yes, I love Varen with her little... I know, so cute. Did you always resonate with the brown Aja, like even when you first read the books, or was that something that just kind of came later as you started sleuthing? I think it came later as I kind of got to know me as a person, as I evolved as a person. Um, you know, when I first started reading the books, as I mentioned, I was in college. You know, I was on um, at the time. This has changed since then, but I, I was aiming to do medicine in the future. Um, I don't do medicine now. <laughs> so, you know, I had more yellow Aja kind of vibes because, you know, I, I did care about people's health and um, just wanting people to be healthy. So I, I leaned, that was one leaning of mine. Um, and then, you know, the passions of the blues is always inspirational, I guess, also aspirational. Um, but, uh, you know, as I, like I said, as I got older and I realized, you know what, I, I think 
the underlying thing that makes me one of the things I guess that makes me tick is I just I, I just want to know stuff like big stuff small stuff like I just I like finding stuff out um or I like reading things or I like being able to put puzzle pieces together not necessarily like literally but you know figuratively and try to understand what makes people click so I think that just kind of wanting to understand the world is there beneath the also wanting to help people and you know wanting to help causes and things like that so that's where my realization that I, I was probably brown more than anything else came about yeah I mean I think nothing more brown than being like I think it's a group effort from what Therese, but you know having a wall of um, cast uh, or cast pictures cast um, headshots uh, what do you call them headshot shots yeah and being like oh that's Abdul Salis because I can tell based off like just the cut like you know one little uh, or you know or, or however many you had there where uh, as a group you had figured it out to a very high certainty for a lot of those headshots we had been staring at blurry headshots for a really long time because I I've had ones from season two that we were working on for like ever just like trying to match up blurry headshots and some of them we could and then honestly even now to this day knowing all the cast for season two there's some headshots that it's just driving me nuts because I cannot find a match but having that experience of already damaging my eyes staring at blurry headshots um, helps with (laughs) the new ones that come out (laughs) yeah definitely takes a lot of attention to detail I imagine but Mm -hmm a lot of exposure to it over and over again it'd be easier to recognize i imagine yes yes which kind of says something about how often i will like stare at the shots <laughs> or just stare at the blurry ones so that they're in the back of my mind we are totally okay with that you can keep doing that because we all benefit from it greatly so i appreciate you doing that i mean unblurring things <laughs> identifying <Right>? ears <laughs> oh yeah. that's that's a matte specialty yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of my favorite not a creeper moments happened after Jordan Con last year when we got the Bane and Shiad casting reveal. And this was sort of like a retroactive sleuthing on your part. So you posted a picture of Maya Simonson and Raga Ragnars in Paris from August 23rd, 2022. And you said flashback to August 23rd, 2022, when Bain and Chiad were hanging out in Paris. So tell us a little bit about this this creeper moment. Has th- was this a social media post that you had saved? Did you have a feeling that they were Bain and Chiad because you saw them together? Or how did that all come to be? So we had suspected for Oh, gosh, I don't even know how long previously it was. But I guess prior to them going to Morocco, we had suspicions about Raga and also Maya. Um, So, you know, we already had or I already had been following them on social media. And I do save what I see that is noteworthy. Mm -hmm. Um, So because of that tracking, I guess, for lack of a better word. (laughs) 
I had that picture of them that they had posted previously saved and I just thought it was a really sweet picture like one of the things I just love to see is our cast hanging out together like I love how mm -hmm. close they are I love the friendships that are emerging from this show and this series that we that we all love even amongst the cast and the crew so I just thought it was it was something sweet that they had at one point shared publicly and I hoped that they didn't mind if I kind of resurfaced it to kind of showcase their friendship and also have the fans be excited that hey these actresses really do seem like first sisters and we're excited for them in the parts and yeah yeah I imagine they wouldn't mind just based on what I see from them now on social media they're very often together and they call each it's other so sister and it's so adorable it. yeah I love that I love it I love it and I, I really hope they don't mind I, I just I I cringe at the thought of any actors like knowing of me and if they do I just I want them to know it's it's it is coming from a place of love and respect I get the feeling they know that I, I think they understand the fandom's brand of crazy that we are and I think that they um appreciate how enthusiastic we are and you know we've talked on this podcast a lot about the fandom and sort of the values that are shared um in general and that idea of being respectful and having good boundaries and not putting up with people who are being inappropriate i feel like i feel like they see that and recognize that i was wondering you mentioned with social media that you save things that are noteworthy I'm wondering how you decide what is noteworthy because I follow most of the cast and I find myself getting overwhelmed with like mm -hmm. making sure I'm seeing everything that they post. And even then, like, it seems like even little things could eventually be noteworthy. So how do you decide what to save, what to hold on to? If there's a question in my mind, I will err on the side of caution and I will just, you know, screen cap and say, but especially any kind of like movement of you know they're at an airport or you know they're mm -hmm. at a hotel you know I definitely save those and sometimes it's you know it's, it's nothing it's a it's a vacation it's a trip to see family or friends but sometimes even at least during the filming period even knowing that they're not doing anything for the show can later on turn out to be helpful because we can rule out sometimes like, okay, well, this person wasn't involved in filming during this time. So that does give us some information. Unfortunately, they've been so good with season three that it's mainly just like, well, we don't know anything about these people. So um, good job, Amazon and cast and crew for being a lot more secretive this time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think just the sheer amount of things that were found in season one compared to season two and now for season three it's just well i think it goes to the fact that well priyanka is just a little bit more <laughs> um, i love priyanka <laughs> i think when priyanka is you know was was like the treasure like the gift that ke keeps on giving right um I'm, I'm sure there are other like things where you're like that's where we're gonna get our next you know there's like mm. hot kind of hot spots uh in terms of uh, finding information yes. We do have some people we wish we could give um, fruit baskets to. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> but they don't know. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Because, you know, it's like, this is, you know, the sort of thing where you, and I feel like Omar said that before, it's like, he's like, I'm really good at Googling things. And I'm like, 
yeah, I feel like I am too. But like, what you do and what you guys do is just on a lo- another level. I'm sure there's like folders upon folders of screenshots and spreadsheets, and and that that somehow makes sense to you. <laughs> well, so Omar is exceptional at googling things. Like I've learned so many different tricks about how to Google things and narrow things down from him, and he's got all these searches saved so that he can just run them like periodically and see what comes up and he's he's a guru of google the, the interesting thing about like the the screenshots like i i try i organize them as as they come up but it hasn't really been until i go back and i try to make sense of them for the videos that's mm. when things start to kind of you know make sense and fit together i think it's because we have a little bit more of the pieces versus at the time, you know, little things are coming here, but then later we might, you know, discover a new crew member or a new cast member. So then we'll discover pieces that were at the same time, but we don't, we don't know. They're not kind of organized in that way in our head chronologically because we didn't discover them at the same time. So there's been things like that for um, season two where it's like, okay, I wasn't sure about the filming at the, it ended up being the dark friend shrine or um was 100% sure but then later on you know i found somebody who was involved with the show so i scrolled through their past posts and i was like oh okay they were also at that location on this day so that's you know two pieces that we can fit together and just little things like that so sometimes it it definitely doesn't make sense during the process but then later on when you review you can see how things fit together in a new way i know that the four of you don't have like a headquarters but in my mind you do and it has like one of those boards where there's all the headshots like on the wall and like little red strings connecting all of them and like the question of the day on the whiteboard like okay where's <laughs> raga now or whatever i just envision that and i don't know I hope someday you guys get famous enough that you have a headquarters. That would be nice. But yeah, you know, it's funny because we actually do kind of have a virtual whiteboard with the screenshots on it because we mm-hmm. have a a shared um, file with the headshots, with multiple yeah. headshots that we will work on together to be like, how about this one? Does this line up? Does this look right if we shrink it and, you know, make it... <laughs> four pixels by four pixels um so we've got a virtual headquarters but it's it's not as fun as seeing people in person for sure uh in in speaking about you know the the four of you and you know um working together uh one of my other uh favorite kind of moments that uh you helped out with this was um back in may of 2022 camille posted uh, a picture of i think it was josha Daniel and um, Zoe and they're at this restaurant and uh, you could see like this maybe skyline city uh, uh, behind it yeah and Camille was like reunited but where and uh, um, I think you got uh, a couple pictures from like like stock images and you said I had made a comparison collage with a stock image but it didn't look right i was hoping a local might be able to say if this if it was la or not but uh so yeah it's just you know like that that ability to see things and then make connections um 
it's it's uh, I thought that was pretty cool too where you're like again as this was you know a collective as a fan that we're trying to figure out where are they <laughs> yeah and there was more to that thread too like after that it kept going and there was like the windows finally came into view and through collective effort everybody kind of figured out where they were and I love that collaborative part of our fandom where we, we all work together and, you know, we all have knowledge of this and we're all over the place, you know, just around the world. So, you know, some of us do know the Vancouver airport carpet or the <laughs> London uh, seats firsthand. So I, I just, it's so fun when everybody comes together and is just working towards this one goal together. Do you have a favorite puzzle that you put together or discovery that you made? I don't, I'm not sure if it's, I can say it's a favorite at this point, but I think just the amount of time that I've obsessed over it. Um, but I mentioned earlier, you know, we had teeny tiny blurry headshots for, for season two that for the longest time, like there was, it, it was, they were so bad quality that there was no way we were going to get, figure it out from that for most people. Um, but just, it was really nice after the show was released to be like, okay, this is the actor that played, you know, the barkeep or whatever i'm gonna go look up his headshots and oh it's this blurry one right here like i can complete this <laughs> this part of the puzzle and it it at that point it it's kind of dumb it doesn't matter to anybody but me but it's just one of those like oh, i, I want to finish it i want to get it done kind of things even if it ultimately has no meaning no the unanswered not important questions are the most important questions because you probably spent so much more time uh, on those things and that no one knows about um, and is important to you not because of the importance in and of itself but just it's not not that it's you know I'm sure it's work but it's not you know work in the sense of mm -hmm. you know um, <laughs> it's just completing something that you spent so much time doing. Yep, I just got to know. I just want to know in the end. <laughs> On that kind of thought, though, is there one where you were like, I am sure this is what this is. And then when it like finally gets released or, you know, um, confirmed you were wrong. <laughs> was is there, oh. was there a, a one where you were like, I can't believe I was wrong about this? Hmm. I know I've been wrong a few times. Um, I mean, not a few times, a number of times, a lot of times. Um <laughs> For the longest time, I wasn't, I mean, now in retrospect, it's like, how could we think that anybody else other than Natasha O'Keefe was Lanfear? But yeah. for the longest time, I was just like, oh, you know, it's got to be Karima McAdams. Like, look, she's beautiful. And, but then everybody in this cast is beautiful. So. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, we thought, and we discovered Maya Simonson was probably involved in the show. And it's like, well, she's gorgeous too like oh maybe one of them is Celine and one of them is Lanfear and I'm just like this has to be it and and then they released the the trailer the teaser trailer and they showed um Karima with her Hi Lady Seraph and I'm like right. I'm still trying to convince myself I'm like that could totally be Lanfear Lanfear right? in, in a mask right <laughs> yeah in, in Sean Chan garbed right maybe no so that one I you know at that point I, was, I just had to admit that no She's sore off instead, but yeah, that one that one took a while. I was stuck on Karuma being Lanfear for a long time. 
yeah, I mean, I think one of the funny kind of um, one that always comes to mind in terms of being wrong is the there's two uh, they, they both go back to innkeeper hatch the one where he thought there was someone on loyal's horse a man in loyal's horse's leg yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't and but the other one was where he thought there was the the towers of malkir um mm. there was something like that that turned out to be true so there's always it's always funny where you know you're like sometimes so sure of certain things but Mm-hmm. It, when, when they finally come out it's like I, I think in this case Landfear and Natasha O'Keefe um, you can't really imagine anyone else mm-hmm. doing that role uh, yeah she's now. so good <laughs> yeah but I think that's that's partially why the show is so fun you know the book series have been done for so long and there are some things to discuss and theorize and quabble quabble <laughs> squabble about um, and now with the show you know there's so much unknown and it's it's nice it's nice to wonder and guess and sometimes be right and a lot of times be wrong and we're all doing it together so i love it yeah yeah Yeah, we love it too uh i think the last thing that the most recent thing that you put out was um an audition script that we Mm -hmm. saw that points to maybe Samael being in season three. So that was really uh, cool. And, you know, Anas was really excited about that because he's Very, a huge, yeah. huge Samael fan. <laughs> but do you have any theories, predictions, sleuthing research that you're holding on to and can't quite share yet? Yes. <laughs> it's like, you're like, you're like, you're like, we need the third confirmation. <laughs> yes, there. There's a lot, and I, th- I think part of it is we've all been busy in our, you know, personal lives recently. Yeah. So kind of coming together and figuring out a plan of attack um, is something we still need to do. Um, and partially, we're trying to figure out the best way to release things. And I think Omar mentioned we don't release everything. Um, mm-hmm. I know for me. At the beginning, I I didn't really have a sense of, you know, oh maybe, maybe this is something I shouldn't necessarily repost because of X reasons, but now after doing it so much and um, I think developing a better appreciation for the very real hard work that so many so many people put into the show, and you know I want this is coming from a place of love for all of that. And I, I, I don't want my work to get anybody fired or, you know, so we just we want to be really careful about how we do things. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that makes what series so special, I think, you know, because I've said this before to Omar, it's like, it's like journalism. And he's like, no, we're, we're not, we're fans. <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the kind of um, what series, um credibility what series like standards are like journalism high or even higher than that because because of those things you just mentioned you know because it is you know you're right it's like you guys are we're all fans right and it's it's important that um, that is more important than getting the scoop or breaking the news right Mm -hmm. um even though the fact that uh, you all do that and to the to like the extent where we had Watt Wednesday for a very long time 
And then Watt Wednesday basically became, okay, well, you know, we're not getting anything from official uh, sources. Well, but no, Watts is, is there to always, um, uh, you know, get us something. So, yeah, I think Watt Wednesday is, in my head, synonymous with Watt series <laughs> breaking something. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. Wednesday is, you know, a special. I always think of from a Wheel of Time standpoint, like Wednesday is like an amazing day. I don't know why, but, you know, like somehow that's what's happened. <laughs> so, you know, you're really into Wheel of Time. You're into the fandom now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you're geekier right? So there's a, mm-hmm. there, the geeky part is there. What, what other mm-hmm. things are you, are you into? There's role-playing games, Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. Disney. And how, mm-hmm. does that, how does that all compare to um, the Wheel of Time? I mean, obviously now I'm like, Wheel of Time is like my top obsession. <laughs> it's been my hyper fixation for the past however many years. But, you know, it, if I have to think about like, is it my most loved like world in terms of like fantasy world? I don't think it is. Like, I think that one has to go to like Final Fantasy X. Like, I just, I love, oh, okay. so, loved that game. Like, still love the game. Like, unfortunately, I, I don't have a lot of time play slash we have a disc stuck in our, our playstation <laughs> that we can't get out so that, that's kind of interfering with any gaming as well but um you know that game like lives rent free in my head um i you know just role-playing games definitely there was a time in my life i would dive into those fantasy books that's the you know fantasy is a genre i just kind of gravitate to when I'm going to pick up something to read. Like I, I love other books too, when I have a chance to pick them up, but it's just something about escaping to another world. Um, you know, that's totally different than ours learning about new things. Like it, it's just fun. So the screen name came about because I wanted to separate, you know, all of those kind of geekier loves from other stuff. So I wouldn't bore people <laughs> who maybe didn't want to see the geeky content on a different account. Well, we love geeky content. And I was I was laughing as we were preparing for this episode. And I was looking at your Twitter profile and it mentioned Final Fantasy because last week we went on like this huge tangent about Final Fantasy. I know nothing about oh, really? it, but Anas was very <laughs> knowledgeable and opinionated. So, But I don't think your favorite was not 10 though, right? You had a different no, favorite. No, mine, mine is uh, 6 is my favorite. Six, but 6 was like it's um, 2D. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, 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 but they re-released it on PlayStation and had these 3D cutscenes, and that's I why I got into it. So, uh, mm. and then fi- we were talking about Final Fantasy VIII, and we I don't know if you played VIII, oh. yes, but yes. um, yeah, eight I think was my first Final Fantasy that I played. Actually, well, technically I might have started with seven, mm-hmm. and then put that aside, and then got eight. I got both of those for the for the computer effort. So I played them on the computer and then um, I I am swayed by pretty things. So just just eight, you know, (laughs) graphics wise, a little prettier than than seven. So I finished eight first and then just started trying out the different ones. I I started six a little bit. Um, I didn't get very far. Um, Not for, (laughs) yeah, it's hard because I even went back and I, like I was playing five and then at some point I just dropped it. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, I love, love those games. You know, there's, I don't know how many, what Final Fantasy there is now, but the turn-based role-playing games, those like 7, 8, 9, 10. Um, I, don't, I think 10 was the one I played the least of. 10 was Titus, right? Yes. 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 And and it had that soccer type of water game. Blitzball, right? yeah. Blitzball. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I just remember this. There's this really funny thing where, like, I think it was on the PlayStation 3, and it came out, and it was, like, the best graphics of any video game ever that I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the first time I saw it, like, the main character was, like, walking, and his hair was like, just, like, bouncing and just like flowing with the wind or something and i'm like his hair is bouncing <laughs> i just remember this and like 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 a group of friends together we were just laughing at the fact that you know we were like geeking out about the hair bouncing on a character's mm-hmm. head on a video game so yeah <laughs> well it's so funny because if you go back like i'm sure there's interviews of people you know, in the late 90s being like, oh my gosh, like, these are the best graphics I've ever seen. Like, we're never going to get better than right. this. <laughs> and then now in retrospect, yeah. we go and we look at it and it's like, hmm, that, okay, yeah. that's what we thought then. We had no idea what the future <laughs> was going to bring us. I was just thinking, like, if there had been a Twitter back then and you were on Twitter back then, that would have been your tweet. Like, his hair is bouncing in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Does the does Final Fantasy have any sort of community around it? Like, do Final Fantasy fans find each other like we have with Wheel of Time? I'm sure, but it's it's probably just it's so huge that it's I just huge. Yeah, yeah, that one I I you know I I have talked about those games with my friends um, in person just because it's it's more you know the game comes out and we play it and we can talk about it and um, you know cosplay and stuff together and. But it's, yeah, it's it's such a huge thing that it's not like this cozy Twitter of time community mm-hmm. that we have. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, I think uh, books, right? The, the fact that the, 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 these are books, they're huge fantasy books. They took um, 22, 23 years to like be released. Um, it's one story. Uh, I don't know the exact, but it's over like a couple years right it's not like long mm-hmm. to the actual time mm-hmm. in in the book so i think mm-hmm. that once you read this book it's just a different i mean sure fan, other fantasy books are awesome too and i love reading fantasy i think the wheel of time and the fandom around it is you know there is something about it that is um what we think is really special mm-hmm. um so Yukiri, why do you think what makes this fandom special I think it's the people. Like, I am always blown away by just how kind, how smart, how open-minded and accepting that people can be. I I feel like if I continue, I'm just going to kind of reiterate the same things in different ways. But it's just, you know, I think just from reading the things that people share, the thoughts they share, I feel like I, like become a better person like in teeny tiny ways just from seeing how everybody else is so wonderful and I'm just like I want to be I want to think more like that I want to be more like that Mm. like or I just like oh I've never thought about that before but that's that's so true or that's so wonderful and I just I you know I think being a part of this community with the wonderful people there I feel like it's 
helping me in little tiny teeny tiny ways to at least feel like I'm a better person like microscopically um if not be a better person yeah I think that's so true I feel like I've heard such a wide range of different perspectives from people that I never would have otherwise heard um just being part of this community and I guess I never thought of it this way before but it is a smaller community um, when you were talking about you know Final Fantasy being so big, I guess that could be part of why this fandom is special because it is a bit smaller, uh, a bit cozier. But uh, still, within that small community, I've learned so many things from so many people because there's so many different lived experiences um, and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I like that idea of us becoming better people <laughs> because of the fandom. I never thought of that mm-hmm. before. But yeah, speaking of good people, we obviously are very interested in not only how awesome the fandom is, but the ways that they do good works for each other, um, you know, supporting each other emotionally or sometimes even financially if someone needs it or just doing like really sweet, thoughtful things for each other. That's what we, you know, consider to be the light's work. So in your time in the fandom, has anyone done the lights work for you in that way? I mean, this might sound strange, but I think just being there, like knowing that I have, you know, like Omar and Sarah and Lane there for me if I ever need to, that knowledge in and of itself is so helpful. Just it's, you know, the past few years have been just a whirlwind and you know i'm i'm a mom to a young daughter so being a mom can be kind of isolating at times so through that you know just knowing that i have people there even though they're not physically the same place as me but knowing that they'll understand um i really appreciate that about about them and you know i i try to do my best along that same vein with other people that i know who are parents or who might be going through a lonely time just trying to reach out and let them know like hey you're you're not alone like I see you like I think you're awesome like please know that you have people that care about you if you if you need it you know so it's just yeah that that was the first thing that popped into my head yeah just knowing that people are there like mm-hmm. that yeah that in a way I think is the light's work and you give so much light's work to the fandom and the work that you do for Watt series, but also your videos with your block breakdowns. But there's a very specific thing that you created that I really appreciated. And it was a very different kind of creativity, I think, than, than I had usually seen from you. But I absolutely loved this one particular post on Twitter that you did when the season two soundtrack came out. You mean season one? What? Oh, you, you said you said oh, season, season two. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, like, okay, they're, they're I, I don't know why I'm not getting my seasons are not. I, I like, what? Sorry, you're rounding sorry. up. <laughs> I got rounding up. Season one point five. While we were waiting for season two. No, okay. Sorry. Season one soundtrack had just come out in November of twenty one, and you. Okay put Mashiara over Mm -hmm. the ballroom scene from Labyrinth. Yes. And I watched it and I got like tears in my eyes because I, that was one of a movie I watched many times growing up and loved. And Mm -hmm. it was like 
one of the first fantasy things that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I like this kind of stuff with, you know, mystery and masks and monsters and all of that kind of stuff. David Bowie. <laughs> well, I wasn't <laughs> going to mention that part, but yes, David Bowie. And But then to see that, like, nostalgia with this new piece of music that I was very emotional about, too, was just like, it was just mind-blowing. So I just wanted to thank you for that because that was my favorite thing that that you've tweeted. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That was, and it was, it is different. Um, You know, I'm not a huge video editor, but yeah, when that song came out or when the soundtrack came out, just something about that song, it just lived in the same space as Labyrinth. So I you know, I just wanted yeah. to see what happened when you put them together and ended up putting that video out. And it was really cool because Lauren saw it. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, 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 Lauren uh replied, right? Yes, that that was surreal. <laughs> it it's it's very surreal how the creators and the creatives how how much they're involved with interacting with the fandom and I, I love it. It's I appreciate that. It really worked. Like that song and that scene just had some of the same feels as that. Um, that's cool. I didn't know that Lauren replied. And I'm looking now to see what he said. Yeah. Love, oh, so, love so this. Said, what an amazing film also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's probably a Labyrinth fan as well. <laughs> this was saying. He basically like what you felt, Grace, he just said in yes, his own way. <laughs> he did. Yeah. In, in much less words, much more concisely. Yeah, for sure. Um, but do you have any favorite tracks from the season two soundtrack? I love Desert Warriors. Like that one, just, I mean, it's the first song on the soundtrack. So it's, you know, the first one that you hear. So maybe that has something to do with it. Just, you know, first love, but just something about just the, the vocals together. And it, it almost sounds mm-hmm. like something that the Aiel could sing together without musical accompaniment like just you know all of them it's just a little different than the other song and I gosh I love the wheel of time music so much but yeah that one from season two just really sticks out in my head and now I hear it playing in my head yes I can hear it I'm hearing it too yeah (laughs) Um, yeah no I I felt that way about Mashitamel and for season season one Mm. soundtrack uh, Mm -hmm. that you know the fact that that was the first and Mm -hmm. that is my favorite from um, even though I heard El Naito first but like when Mm -hmm. you listen to the whole soundtrack on you know like on repeat or something that's Mm -hmm. the one that first comes up and it's like yes I think I I just want to listen to that one again and Mm -hmm. maybe again so you like never really get through the whole thing um mm. yeah and yeah season two you know just uh, lauren balls the the group of people he has um it's just amazing 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 work they deserve all the awards like i just i i, I wish i wish more people could hear the music that they made for the wheel of time it's just so good yeah, yeah it's like weaving together such amazing um you know cultures and sounds and yeah, it's just really again and it works so well for the mm-hmm. time it's just yeah. crazy how, how 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 that works out you know that it's yeah so it's fantasy but it's there there's so much more to it than, than mm-hmm. that so in terms of you know you're doing all your what series sleuthing you're doing all that stuff what 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 what's you know kind of 
uh, on the horizon for your channel, your YouTube channel, um, you know, season three. Uh, do you have a season three blocks uh, thing that you're waiting when they wrap up that, that you can be like, okay, that's this is what it looks like? Um, so I mentioned this, I think, in the last video I did for season two, but right now I'm really feeling like I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do one for season three. Like, just they have been so secretive that I don't think I can break it down block by block because it's hard to even tell when the block started. Um, I may, once I have the chance to go back and look over stuff, like I may do something kind of maybe more like I did like a season two, like overview type of thing. I forget what the, <laughs> what the title was called for the video, but it kind of looked at, you know, the story from the books, the the major points and what we could expect on the screen. So that one, I don't know, maybe I, I might be able to do, but even then, like, it seems like there's so many changes that it might be hard to predict. Um, so it, it might end up just being crew cast uh, locations and that might be the most of what I'm able to piece together. Um, aside from that, I, I'm not sure. I've had this idea turning in the back of my head of just narrating, basically, um, slash adapting. Um, there's a passage from, I forget which book, but one of the books where Varen's walking 19th through the like novice exercises on how to channel or how to open yourself up to Sidar. Um, so I, I was entertaining the idea of like just narrating that in video form and kind of putting that on there as kind of just a relaxation type of mindfulness video but just if anybody wants to try embracing the source they could give it a try <laughs> let us know <laughs> maybe we'll we'll rediscover channeling <laughs> if you want to channel in the third age this is your third age brown Aja sister showing you how it's done I love that idea. You do have a very soothing voice. I know people have commented about that on your videos. So I, I think the idea of combining a Wheel of Time scene with a relaxation exercise, I think that sounds perfect for you. <laughs> Thank you. Lauren has to do one too. Lauren's voice is, is very soothing. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yes, definitely. Now, now I, I just want to go back and read that now. Uh, you know like I, I like that would be so soothing yes so um that would be awesome to we look forward to, to hearing okay. that for well now now i put the pressure on myself to do that <laughs> no pressure no pressure no we are happy to see any content from you whether it's an article video anything so um, we'll oh, be looking forward to that even if it's just a, as you were talking i was envisioning like what if she just did a video of like, here's all the things I tried to find out but couldn't because they're being so much more careful about <laughs> releasing things. Here's all the brick walls I hit. See, I, I don't necessarily want to advertise the ways that they've been successful because then they're going to do more. <laughs> that's true. That's good. <laughs> good point. Good oh, point. Good. All right. That's don't good. do that. Then. <laughs> you want them to slip up. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... It, yes, but like not in a, in a good way. way. In a good way. Slip up in yes. a good way. Yeah. <laughs> so earlier I mentioned the Watt series headquarters, which is not a real thing, but we were wondering if we might 
someday see all of Watt series together in the future, like at a con or something. Is there any plan for all of you to get together? It would be great. I, I would love to see everybody in person. Um, I keep telling them they need to come to Hawaii to come visit and that'll show them all around. Mm-hmm. The tricky part would be having everybody be in the same place at the same time. Yeah. And it's quite a trek for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would love to go to a convention um, one day too, but just it's hard being in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's quite far and quite expensive um, to go to a lot of places. So it's, and then keeping in mind school, school schedules and whatnot, it, it can get a little tricky. Yeah. So fingers crossed one day we can all be in the same place at the same time. I think it's noteworthy when I do take trips to the mainland. I'm like, hey, we're all in the same landmass. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean that—that's one of the things that I always think of. You know, it's like what series together. Like that would be that would be awesome to see. Um, not not for us. I mean, really for you guys because you know <laughs> for, for for the amazing work that you've done. That would be just awesome for you know. I'm sure the last four years or so that you've worked together. It would be nice to just give everybody a hug. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before we end, uh, we, we have a segment of rapid questions that we'd like to ask. So the way you answer this is yes or no, or a specific like one word answer. The thought being this is your gut instinct first thing that comes to your mind. And not that it matters, but you're, you'll be like forever held to what you say. Uh, <laughs> No, no pressure at all. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, not really. But um, yeah, so it's it's like it's lighthearted in the sense that you know how you feel in right now in this moment. At this moment in time. At this, this moment in time, how do you feel? So, do you want to go first or? Uh, sure. Yeah. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Favorite Wheel of Time book. Knife of Dreams. Favorite Wheel of Time character. Egwene. Perrin, Matt, or Rand. Perrin. Uh, no, well, yeah, no, yeah, Perrin. Min, Elaine, or Avienda? Avienda. Favorite episode or scene in the TV series? Off the top of my head, Varen, Yasuka, and Naomi talking Aww. in season two, episode five. <laughs> I love that answer. Good. Favorite actor on the show? Oh, my goodness. I mean, the first person that popped inside my head is Rosamund Pike as Moraine. Favorite new character in season two? Errol. Uh, yes, oh thank you for not saying Vampyr. <laughs> I love him too. Okay, here's a theorizing portion of our rapid questions. Is Maxim a dark friend? No. Where is Ivan? In the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. A uh, character you're most hoping to see in season three? Anaya. That's a cool one. Yeah. yeah. Which character would you most like to recruit to help you with saluting? Baron. And which character would make the best Final Fantasy main character? Oh, um, Rand. Yeah. I don't even play Final Fantasy, but I just feel like that's right. You need a sword. Yeah, yeah need, he's you... one with a sword. Don't you need to be a little emo too? Like you need to have a little bit edginess, like kind of. It definitely helps, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's it for the rapid questions, I think. Okay, thank you. I survived. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, thank you so much for, uh, you know, being 
uh, you know, giving us your time and chatting with us and um, learning a little bit about, you know, how you approach things and and uh, helping out with, you know, what series and everything. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time away from, from your family and making the time zones work from so no, far away. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. So if you like what we do here on the Lights Work, follow us on social media. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Lights Work Pod, on Instagram at the Lights Work. You can find our cool stuff on our website, thelightswork.com. And if you want, join us on Patreon, join our Discord. It's, it's a lot of fun, fun stuff. And uh, until next time, it's your turn to go out into the world and do the Lights Work. The Light's Work is a Wheel of Time fandom podcast hosted by Anas and Grace. The Light's Work is in no way affiliated with the Children of the Light. Please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Follow us on social media or sponsor us on Patreon. <laughs>